sound chamber. We live in entertainment. Uh, come on. Yeah. Come on. Hey. Yeah. So, so, what's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, this is the tip off, kick off, whatever, get it poppin' hot. I'm seven sides, this man of the starting five, the Megan and JP, like Ron and Kyrie, get the latest on the greatest. I talk for my team, yep. Sport news on the two, starting the ball like my I need more. So I turn to my boss, NBA, NFL, MLB. Who do it better than these fellas? You tell me. This a champion team, understand? Missing so y'all sick of the shine, cause they on the climb. Y'all in Carmelo land. Need to lay off that la la, be barbershop ready. Get your info proper from the Beckham that kick goes to the Beckham, make a one hand grab to the end zone. They got it covered, word to the mother. I'm on rap, they run game reporting. Danny JP, you on it. How y'all want it, huh? Yeah, bunch. What up, y'all? It's your boy, the mayor, that DJ East Five, the host of the Star Five podcast. Just wanted to let y'all know, give you a heads up on this episode. We finally started testing out a new. Really not that new, but a newer, different way from how we've been doing before and recording the show. So you're going to hear some audio level spikes, some glitches. A lot of it has to do with our headphones, but we just got some new equipment. You know, we got some new equipment we're working with, and you're just sticking out with us as you always do through this and through every other episode. So peace and enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's your boy, the mayor, that DJ named Ace Five, your mom's favorite fat guy from deepest, darkest Africa, a.k.a. the round mound of the podcast town, the man that's currently looking like Bad News Brown growing in this beard, and we are back. As always, hit up the Show.com for all our streaming platforms and social medias. You can check out our sponsors like Dingo Dance Beard Oil, and then shout-outs to... The stuff is on the way, but shout-outs to Hooks, Rubs, and Spices, brought to you by our boy Jared from Hashtag Blackout Podcast. He's sending, he's sending us some stuff right now, JP, that uh, once again, coming soon, we're going to run another contest for you guys to win your very own bottle of Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. It's a dope uh, like barbecue, just cooking seasoning uh, <clears throat> company. That uh that that we're partnering up with, and again, it's also podcast friends of ours. So we we're definitely, and again, we support black business as we always tell y'all. So we're gonna do a little promotion to help promote him, help promote us, and yeah, man, shout out to Hook Rubs. But without further ado, my man, who's finally got his technology game stepped up, and. Hey, 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 you dry snitching right now. You hey, dry nah, snitching nah. Right I didn't I didn't tell everything, but uh, you know, you you can hear the audio is much better than what we've been doing. Yeah. So now y'all have no excuses not to listen to us anymore. That's right, and that's our man. Who is that? JP, what's going on, y'all? Bringing you another dope show of the starting five. Had a great week. Hope everybody had themselves a great weekend. Looking forward to this weekend coming up. What's going on, brother? How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was, it was an interesting one, man. I got to say, youth sports and me don't mix. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not one of those asshole parents that wants to get out there and fight and stuff. But, you know, I talk my junk to my kids and all that. And to see all but one of my kids get beat in soccer this weekend was just, it was, it was rough to watch, man. It was rough to watch. But it was also, you know, first game, game rust for most of them. You know, my daughter Zaria got beat up in goal uh, mm. in one game. It was it was a little rough, man, but it is what it is. How was your weekend? It was, it was all right, brother. A lot of great college football this weekend. You know, a lot of great technology was, was, was gotten this weekend. <laughs> yep, but yeah, man, uh, speaking of college football, Let's get right into uh, the scores from last week's college football games. 
Yes, sir. Uh, Let's let me, do it. Let me pull them up. Let me pull them up. I don't. I didn't. I forgot to write the scores down. We picked. What was the games we picked? I know we picked Georgia. In Notre Dame. No, Georgia, Notre Dame. What was the final score on that one? Um, it was actually close to it. Hold on. Okay, and the Georgia-Notre Dame game went 23-17 Georgia. I mean, it went kind of as I expected, JP. Georgia came through. Right. Kicked, kicked Notre Dame's ass, in my opinion. Now, it was a close game, bro. Yeah, well, it, it was a close game. Yeah, it, cl- it was a close game because it was, it was a late-game surge by Notre Dame. But for three quarters of the game, Georgia had them locked down. I mean, Georgia had them, you know, they, they had them on the ropes. Now, Jake Fromm didn't have his normal, usual game, but completion percentage-wise was good. 20-26, 187 and one touchdown. Swift ran the ball 18 times for 98 yards and one touchdown. And again, I'm just happy Georgia won because... I want Notre Dame to be out of the picture. I, I, I like many others, think, you know, I, I like many others think that Notre Dame shouldn't get playoff opportunities because they're not in conference. They don't, right. they don't have to do the same things that every other person, every other team does. And to me, it ain't fair. To me, it ain't fair. Right. And Dan, that was a great game. But the other game that we picked was, I'm just going to call it as I see it, the the bloodbath in Wisconsin. Right. That was Michigan. Michigan, (laughs) my Wolverines, 35 to 14, lost to Wisconsin. Jonathan Taylor. Young man from South Jersey, Salem, New Jersey, local kid, not too far, about 40 minutes from here. Bruh, 203 yards rushing. Ran through him, ran over him, did whatever he wanted. Now, I'm not not ready to say this yet, but based off what I've seen, this man's going to beat Ohio State this year. Harbaugh might be, he's going to be going, bruh. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? To me, it's definitely banking off of an Ohio State victory. I mean, honestly, let's let's keep it real. Michigan hasn't really competed for much in a lo- very long time. Like exactly. I, I, I heard the state, I heard the stat uh, today that I didn't realize Michigan only has one national championship. Yet they're seven. Yeah, and their uh, you know their history would tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm. Their history would tell you otherwise the way that they're touted and 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 thought about, but uh, I. Hey, Dad, guess what? Guess what? Somebody, he was on a radio. This person was on a radio show today. He's already denied he's going to take the job. Wouldn't that be some shit if Urban Meyer came back and took the Michigan job? Oh shit, that would be crazy. Yeah, it it. You know what? It would. <laughs> It I would mean, be crazy. I it would be crazy, but I here's my you brought up a name that I I wanted to have a discussion about. And here it goes, man. This motherfucker is Wolverine, and why I say he's Wolverine because I never seen I never seen a white guy with this kind of healing factor in my life. <laughs> I've never seen a white guy with this kind of healing factor. Because, I, yo, Florida, he ran into a scandal. What happened? He had a heart condition. Air quotes. He had a heart condition. So he bowed away from the game. Ohio State, another scandal happened. This time he had a brain tumor. This nigga should be a fucking vegetable right now, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Am I lying? Am Man. I lying? Hey, look. I'm going to tell you right now, Urban Meyer, my opinion, one of the best coaches of all time, definitely. Maybe even top five all time. Nobody has come into different programs, turned this shit around, and lead two programs to national championships the way he has. Now, 
what goes on, I have no idea. All I know is the man's a winner. But but seriously though, I really do think that he's probably gonna go to USC. That's gonna be the job he's probably gonna take. He would be a perfect fit for USC too. USC will be back. Yeah, I I I don't know when. I don't know when they're gonna be back, but I I don't I don't want to see him. I don't want to I don't want to see him back in coaching for just the exact reasons I said. This guy, you could kind of call him a Teflon Don too, because again, you escape two scandals because of what's looking like fake issues, fake health issues. Right. Two scandals you escape because of your air again air quotes health issues and. You now deserve another job? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You should have to do, in my opinion, you should have to do, if you want to come back to coaching, do something like Les Miles did. Go lower. Or take on a take on a team that's on the level of like your Utah team that we all grown to know him from. Take on a bad team like that and come back. You don't get to you don't get to come back to a prominent uh a prominent university. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that, that if I was an athletic director. That ain't gonna happen though, brother. This man, yo, I'm telling you right now, if I'm an athletic director, I'm on the phone right now trying to get him to come in. I get it, but it's just I'm that's I guess that's why I'm not one. I guess it's not <laughs> I guess that's why I'm not one. Because I wouldn't accept it. I wouldn't accept it. Man. But we went on too long about Urban Meyer, man. Let's pick next week's games. Well, this coming week games. Uh, last week you were first, so I'm gonna go first this week. Mm-hmm. Game. As I scroll down the schedule right now, as I scroll through the schedule right now, the game. You know what? I'm gonna pick this game right here. Number twelve, Penn State versus Maryland. I want to see if Maryland could come back from the loss that they just took to Temple. Mm. I would. That's that's what's making me interested about that matchup. Because we all know what Maryland did the first two games, 79 points, in our, and funny enough, in honor of their fallen brother who died uh, in the offseason. And then there's another 63-point performance the week after to lose to Temple in a close one. I want to see if they come back against this, uh, this, this Penn State team who's looking decent. But Penn State's always beatable. I'm I I I'm not picking a game. I'm not picking this one. Mm-hmm. Unlike we did the other one. No, I'm gonna pick this one. I think I think Maryland loses another close one. But I just want to see if they come back and put up a better fight than they did. The last game's week. at Maryland too. I do believe. Yeah, it's Friday night. Friday night at Maryland. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I think Penn State wins by 10 points. So I'm, I'm going to take Penn State in this one. Um, so I guess it's my turn to pick a game, right? Yep. All right, the game I'm going to pick this week, I want to see how Notre Dame responds against Virginia. Number 18, Virginia, coming into South Bend. We'll see. I think Virginia could actually give them a tough game. But, man, Notre Dame's favored by 12 and a half points. So that tells me right there, hey, I think Virginia covers. I know we're not to the point spread, but I think Virginia right. covers. I think it's no more than a 10-point game. Yeah, I, I can roll with that, but it's going to be a Notre Dame win. As much yeah, as I don't know, like we know how things, We know how things, how mysterious things go in South Bend. Right, and I, you know, as much as I don't like Notre Dame football, I can give props to that that team is looking good. That it, team, that team they, is they looking did, they, good. They did look good. They did good. They did look good. Touchdown, Jesus almost saved them, but not not quite. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Touchdown, Jesus saves them every day. <laughs> but that's but that's enough for the that's enough for the college scores, man. Let's get into the NFL scores from the yeah. picks last week. Now the games we picked were Jags, Titans, mm-hmm. Bears, Skins, 
Eagles, Lions, Raiders, Vikings, and Chiefs, Ravens. So this one, let's just get right into my, uh, let's just get right into my Eagles. And man, listen, it was a tough one. It's, this, was a, this was a real tough loss because, once again, due to the dropsies of all our wide receivers, none of our big-time big wide receivers was out there once again. They're saying Nelson Aguilar will be back tomorrow. No, not Aguilar. Well, he, he needs to come back from somewhere, but we're going to talk about him in a second. But, um, we, you know, uh, uh, Alshon Jeffrey should be back. But they lost to the Lions 27-24 in another close game. And, JP, let's be honest, this Eagles team was a few drops away from being 3-0. and Yeah. But instead, instead, the ball didn't fall their way. And the one thing I said to this co- a co-worker of mine the other day about my Eagles and why they're looking the way they look is, let's remember the Super Bowl run. The year of the Super Bowl run, these close games like this, with short mistakes like this didn't happen. It was like those those chance plays that looked like they shouldn't have happened all happened. And this year so far in, in these first three games, like last year during the whole season, a lot of the close plays that we were benefits of the year we won the Super Bowl, we are on the opposite end of. And, and that's... That's the reason why the Eagles are looking bad right now. It's it was the perfect, to be honest with you, the year you all won the Super Bowl was the perfect scenario. Yeah. It all was. the breaks happened your way. It's everything you need to win a Super Bowl. Yep. It happened that year. Yep. But this year, like I said, we're not getting the breaks. We're not getting the same breaks. And, again, <laughs> football coaches from high school, from the younger levels, they teach these wide receivers that if the ball hits your hands, you got to catch it. You got to catch it. And it's as simple as you, that. But you know something, though, Dan? People talk about, oh, Nelson Aguilar is a bum. He's this, that, and third. We know he has some dropsies. But at the same time, he's had some big plays, too. Oh, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and another thing, and another thing with these Eagles fans, Y'all need to stop with this Carson Wentz stuff, man. I'm hearing people saying, oh, Carson Wentz is not that good. He's not this. I tell you what, you put him out there right now on a waiver wire, and you see how many teams would want him at the quarterback position. Two years ago, this guy was a, would have been the league MVP. And now all of a sudden, and you know what? I'm not going to mention no names, but I had the same conversation. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sold on Wentz. I, I don't know about Wentz. But hold on, this has been Randall Cunningham. No, you'd have been sold on him, though. Right, but here's and and that's the thing. This is where, this is where having the conversation about football with people annoys the fuck out of me. When all you can do is blame the quarterback or whoever's the head coach just because you don't like, and you don't look at the rest of the team. You this is this is team. this is the ultimate team game, where you need all eleven bodies on the field to work as one to make these combinations of plays happen. You need everybody together on the same, excuse me, on the same page. And this is what's happening. Carson Wentz isn't the one dropping the passes. Carson Wentz is dropping these balls in these guys' hands, and they are not coming up with the catches. Right. This ain't Carson Wentz's fault. I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just taking it as, you know what, this is just early season mess-ups, even though if we, if we lose Thursday night, that could send us on the wrong track. But we're going to talk about that one because that's the Thursday night game, and I don't think that it's going, I don't think, I think we're going to turn it around this game, being optimistic, not just, be, not just being a fan, but we'll pick those in a minute. But, yeah, you, I, I'm, I'm almost done with having conversations about football with people who can only just try to blame the quarterback because the quarterback is the big name. When the quarterback is dropping these dimes on players and they're not catching them, 
it's not the QB's fault. The QB did his job. And that's all I got to say about that. Tough loss for the Eagles. Next game, we'll go to your Bears against the Redskins. And it was the dominant performance that I that I expected. The defense looked like the 85 defense for three quarters. Yo, yeah. <laughs> that, three quarters. Yeah, but I, I mean I'm not I'm not taking no stock against them in what happened in the fourth, you know. It was it it was Washington, you could kinda say putting a drive together and drives together in garbage time. But ha ha Clinton Dix, come on, two interceptions, one run back for a touchdown. Oh, ha, ha, Dan, can you picture that? You really, can you picture you having a name like that? Somebody, you come to somebody, you ask me your name, you're like, ha, ha, that's my But ha, 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 that's not his real first name, though. That's his nickname, I think, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying, it's funny, you know, ha, 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 I was exactly. kicked out of that dude's name. But you know what? That was a good pickup for the Bears, because he's always been a solid player, man. Yeah, he was, he was just trapped in bad defenses in Green Bay. He was a, he's a, he was a good player. And I'm going to tell you another thing, too, man. Khalil Mack played a great game the other night. Great game. Yeah, that he did. That he definitely did, man. So I, I was pleased overall with what I saw, man. Yeah, so was I. I. Uh, Trubisky, Trubisky, I mean, he could have did he better. He had his moments. Yeah, he, he definitely had his moments, but he played a solid game. You know, he he played a very solid game, you know. uh I, I wasn't I wasn't mad. You know, he went for two thirty one with three touchdowns and an interception. So it's coming along. It's I mean it's coming along and it's a long season. That's why even like my Eagles, like I'm not holding nothing against these teams right now because it's still early in the year. Still early, yeah. It's still early. So I'm not even tripping. I'm not even tripping, man. I can't. When we get to once we get past that first quarter of the season though, that's when we gotta talk about, you know, certain implications. Um, mm-hmm. Jags Titans. That was last week's Thursday night game, and the Jaguars. Jaguars win twenty to seventeen. Like, like you said, Borefest. But the team played. You know, Jaguars played, balled out. But we got to talk about Jalen Ramsey. They were trying to uh, spin some nonsense because he called out sick. The man was practice. legitimately sick, and he's right. having a child. Right. He was called. He called out sick. Jalen Ramsey is giving that team his all. Exactly. So why I, I don't understand why people would even question the man's commitment. I know you demanded trade. We're talking about the best cornerback in football. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, and the team didn't have no problems with this. This was the reporters trying to spin a story. Right. So right. I, yeah. So I'm not even. I'm not even. I wasn't tripping over that. But now they're trying to spin something else because he 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 was at practice but didn't practice because he had a back injury. So what they're trying to spin is because he requested a trade, is that is he trying to preserve himself for a potential trade partner? And as right now it's reported that the owner was just like, I'm not trading you nowhere. I don't want to trade you. What you got to say about that? Man, look. Jalen Ramsey is, and you know what, Dan? I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna tell you this much. We always talk about these. Some people, not us, but some people say, "Oh, these players don't want to win. Oh, they're about the money. Oh, they're this, that, and the third. Here you have a player who, who who wants to win, who wants to do what he has to do, man. And you know, he wants to be on the winning team. He wants a Super Bowl. That's what you play the game for. I mean, you play, the game, you, play the, you play the NFL to get that money, but ultimately everybody who plays the game wants to win the Super Bowl. So what's the problem? Get that ring and, and not there, be a legend. Right, be a legend. But let's move on to another semi-snorefest. Vikings beat the Raiders 34-14. Hey, 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 watch it. You talk about my Raiders, uh, the Raiders. Man, we get ready for old tour next year. That's what we get ready for. <laughs> As Shannon would say, old tour. Old tour. <laughs> Nothing to talk about there. And then the last yeah. game that we picked last week, Chiefs Ravens. Chiefs win thirty three twenty eight. Late game heroics by Lamar Jackson. Didn't throw any touchdown passes, but most importantly, in my opinion, 
didn't throw any, any interception. Pat Mahomes, 374, three touchdowns. So both of these cats still have not thrown an interception in this year. Again, man, I told we talked about this off air a couple of days ago, man. I love both of these cats. Me too. I love both of these cats. And I think these, these kids are going to have very long careers. I did say to you, though, and I believe it, I think Lamar Jackson will win a Super Bowl in his lifetime. I think so, too. I, I like Lamar Jackson. You're seeing the, 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 the maturation process with him right now. He, he's getting better. The kid's going to be a phenomenal quarterback, in my opinion. Absolutely. And, and I, I like what Baltimore does, commitment to running the ball and also passing. They, they mix it up. Hollywood Brown. He's going to be a very good receiver as well in this league. Yeah. I like what they're doing. The defense is tough. They're going to be a team that's going to be tough, a tough out when it comes to playoff time. But my homeboy, as Shannon Sharp calls him, my homeboy, did you see that one pass he threw off the off his back left foot, like 40 yards downfield? Yeah. Bruh, Mahomes has a chance. If he if he stays healthy, stays on the on course. He has a chance to be one of the all-time greats. This this kid has it. Absolutely. He has it. Absolutely. And one thing, and, and one thing about Andy Reid, you can say he knows how to develop quarterbacks. Oh, that yeah. man is a quarterback guru. And I'm well, gonna tell you something. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. I would love to see Andy get his ring. Because in my opinion, he is a damn good coach. And he's and he's, he's a good man, too. Always been a always been a very good coach, you know. Remember and a good man too. Let's remember what he did in Philadelphia. And yeah, now now fan base that right. Well, the other fan base outside of me, I agree. But let's also let's also remember we you threw the quarterback guru at him. He didn't pull that magic off with Kevin Corn on the cob, which is still, in my opinion, still still. Number one wasted draft pick in my Eagles history that I remember. That was Ooh. a wasted draft pick, in my opinion. But nonetheless, we, we're, not, we're not going in on that. Now it's time, though. Let's pick this week, starting five games of the week of the NFL. Yes, uh, sir. Went for, I went first last. No. Well, no, it was you went first last week, but we got to get the Thursday night and the Monday night games out the way. So Thursday night. Eagles, Packers, who you got? I got the Packers, man, the close one. Um, I'm going to go to Packers 28-24. Aaron Rodgers, tough at home, man. I don't see him getting beat. I'm going with the Packers in that game. I think the Eagles going to the Eagles going to show some fight. It won't surprise if they win the game. They got something to prove. They might be playing with a chip on their shoulder, but I'm going with the Packers 28-24 in Lambeau. And that reason right there is why I'm going with my Eagles. Uh, you know, there's going to be weeks where I'm not going to go with the Eagles, people. I'm not trying to be a homer fan, but I think this is going to be the game where these cats wake up and turn it around. Alshon Jeffries reported to be possibly be back this week. Um, I don't think they want to go on a three-game slide this early in the season and have to fight back and potentially and potentially be behind this shitty New York Giants. I don't want to see that. I don't want to hear that. These people are going nuts over Daniel Jones after one fucking game. One game. One Will game. Kane, Will Kane calling everybody on ESPN. Y'all, y'all sat there criticizing the pick. Now y'all want to do this. Will Kane, it's only one game. Stop it. No, he's saying he's no. If he's criticizing them, you can't say stop it to him. I'm saying thank you for that comment because everybody else needs to stop it. Danny Dimes, come on now, he, one game, but we're not talking about them. Eagle, I'm going opposite. Eagles, Eagles twenty eight, Packers twenty four. Aaron Rodgers with a, like a late game surge and an incomplete fourth down to win the game. <laughs> I'm going Eagles twenty eight twenty four. Next up, you want to talk about a uh uh. One of those snooze fest games. I think this one's going to be the Monday night game. Oh, my Steelers, God. Steelers, Bengals. I'm not going to watch that game. I think the only one that's going to watch that game is Yusef and, and, and F7. Yeah, Peace Yusef, out to my brother. Yeah. You know how to dig, get a dig in on y'all. Y'all the only two who be watching yeah, that game. Yusef, Yusef, Sev, uh, Teresa, my homegirl, Danielle, and, and, my, and my cousin, Ray. They're going to be the only ones watching. Hey, oh. 
Can't forget Jay Ruck neither. Haven't seen him in a while. Peace out to him. Jay Ruck also. Yeah, they're they, going to be the only ones watching that Steelers game. But these Bengals suck right now. So Mason Rudolph is going to get the win. This is going to be 21-14 Steelers. I say 17-14 Steelers. It's going to be because they ain't going to be that much damn score. Yeah, I, I <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster is going to have two of the touchdowns. I'll call yeah. that. He's going to need two of them. I'll call that. Maybe maybe James Conner might not fumble this week. <laughs> you see Yusef had a picture of him and James Conner said, Light skin greatness. I don't know about that. <laughs> Shots out to you, Seth, man. That's my boy. You know, I had to, I had to, get, I had to pick the diggy in the Team light skin, shout outs to y'all. All right. <laughs> so next up. So now this week I picked first. Uh, interesting games. You know what? I don't like these motherfuckers, but I'm going Cowboys Saints. Cowboys Saints. Teddy Bridgewater is going to give Dallas their first loss. Um, Teddy, Bridgewater is giving uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to give Dallas their first loss. Zeke is going to run for at least 110. Dak is going to throw at least one interception. But I think maybe this week the offense struggles because the Saints defense, surprisingly, has not been that bad at all. They're playing very fast. Very quick on the ball. I don't think I don't think that uh that Kellen Moore is gonna confuse his defense much. I think Sean Payton's gonna put together the right offense to to defuse the speed of Dallas's defense. This one is gonna be twenty one to tw- Yeah, you know what? I'm a I'm gonna just call it close. Twenty one twenty. Very tight game, but New Orleans wins. I'm going with Dallas. 30 to 20, 30 to 21. I'm going with Dallas. I think Dallas has too many weapons. They're, um, not only do they have too many weapons, excuse me, throwing the ball. If Zeke goes for a buck 10, I don't see them losing. Because that's telling, I mean, it's, it's pick your poison. You're going to shut down the run, then the passing game's going to work. Shut down the passing game, then the running game's going to work. This, this Dallas team is for real, man. I know they didn't play against nobody in the first three games, but this Dallas team has a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I'm taking Dallas. Okay, okay. It's your pick. Okay. My pick for this, my other pick is Minnesota at Chicago. Right, you had to pick your team. Right. You know I had to to pick that, man. Well, yeah, that was a part of our deal, so yeah, I forgot about that. And I almost picked that game because it's going to be, it should be a good one. Should be a good one. Should be a good um, one. Going off momentum. It's going to be a tough one. Dalvin Cook is playing out of his damn mind. Dalvin Cook looking at Adrian Peterson like back there in Minnesota. Yeah. But then again, who's the quarterback? Kirk Cousins. It's Mr. Trubisky. Whoever has the least turnovers wins this game. I know he doesn't make that many mistakes. I'm going with Chicago in a low-scoring low game 2014. You like that. You like that. <laughs> I'm going with Chicago, too. Uh, defense. This, this is going to be not as dominant a performance, but Dalvin Cook is going to have a quiet game. If he has a quiet game, that, that, I don't trust Then they're going to beat the hell out of him because I don't trust Kirk Cousins in, in a game for me to win a game at all. Yeah. What was the uh, – what was uh, – oh, Danny Trevathan. Danny Trevathan and, and Khalil Mack played the way they did this past weekend, this past week, this Monday night. Dalvin Cook is going to have a ton of issues this night. But I got the Bears, same score as you. I like that score. And then last but not least this week, there's two games I wanted to pick from. See the Browns-Ravens, but I'm not picking that one. Because, I mean, that's a battle of the same team. If you if you remember the history, I'm going with the battle of three and O teams in Patriots Bills. Yes, Josh Allen is fucking balling. That yes, kid, he is. That kid, that kid is going to get that is going to get Buffalo 
back in the playoffs. And the rest of this team, John Brown, Cole Beasley coming through with a lot of clutch plays. You know, uh, they're oh, running. Oh, you can't say Cole Beasley, as my brother used to call him, little Cole Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think I think Buffalo's got something here. Now, do I think they're going to beat New England? No, this is going to be 28-24 New England. But Buffalo is not to be slept on, and they're going to give them a hell of a run for their money. I, I'm not, I won't be surprised if Buffalo beats them. Like, Buffalo could be that, uh, that, the way that Miami was and beat when Miami surprised them and beat the Patriots. But I'm going Patriots. I think New England's on, I think New England's on a mission. I think they, I think they proved, I think Belichick, I mean, the way they're, they're running like a fine oil machine. It's going to keep on, it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I see no problems with this game. I say 31-14 New England. Uh, it could happen. If you just if you're thinking about Buffalo and their past history and all that, yeah, it could happen. But uh nah, I, I think it's gonna be close. I, I think Buffalo's gonna really show people that they they're, they're not to be joked with. They're not to be and, played with. And you know another thing about Buffalo too? Frank Gore had a great game, I think, last week. He ran for ninety six yards, I think. Damn, Frank Gore been playing for 20 years, it seems like. It seems like that. It's not, but it seems like that for sure. He's been at least, <laughs> at least 14, though. At least yeah. 14 years. Yeah, he's somewhere up there. But the man loves the game. He keeps himself healthy to keep playing. So keep on keeping on, brother. And I think he's a Hall of Fame back as well. I, I do, too. I do, too. No rings, even with no rings, none of that. I mean, you don't need rings to get in anyway, but he's a cat that who he should eventually get in. He's a hard worker. And you got to remember, this is the same cat who tore his ACL twice early in his career. This is the same dude. When he was at Miami, he was running behind Clinton Portis and, and, and Willis McGahee. Yep. That's yep. nuts. But that was our starting five games of the week. We're just going to take a quick break. Yeah. And then we're going to get into our six moments. For this week, in honor of the NFL 100. And then after that, we got two more pieces of news to get into. I'll be back, but for now, just sample. Give me one second. Once again, y'all know who it is. It's your boy, that dude, Benz. And you're listening to that dynamic duo, the mayor, Dan, and JP, on the starting five. And we are back. Thank y'all for rocking out with us, as always. This is the start of five. Now, as we mentioned, all season long, we're going to give our honors to some of our favorite players, moments, teams in this, the 100th season of the NFL. And so far, I could run down the list of what we gave you. We picked Deion Sa- 1994 49ers and Deion Sanders play. 2018 Eagles Super Bowl. Walter Payton, Miracle at the Meadowlands 2, Jerry Rice, Barry Sanders, Reggie White, The Immaculate Reception, LT Breaking Theismann's Leg, The Catch, Bo Trucks Bosworth, 99-yard Dorset Run, The Tuck Rule, Bullet Bob Hayes, 85 Bears, 99 Rams, 96 Packers, 76 Steel Curtain, and Lawrence Hale. So now, JP, last week you went first, so I go first this week. And this week, who do I want to talk about? Who do I want to talk about this? Uh, You know who I want to talk about? I want to talk about the New York Jets in 1969. Their only Super Bowl appearance. Their only Super Bowl win. The great Johnny Unitas, who they all thought but was guaranteed this Super Bowl, loses to Joe Namath, who who perfectly predicted we're going to win it all prior to that game. And the rest is history. We got Joe Namath with his fur jacket. But I think post-NFL Joe Namath, 
was better than in the league NFL Joe Namath. <laughs> but I got to give props to the 69 Jets winning that all their, their, their one and only Super Bowl appearance. They're batting a thousand <laughs> when it comes to Super Bowls. Shout outs to the Jets. Uh, you know what? And I agree with you. And I want to shout out definitely one player who played on this team. On that team was one Johnny Sample, who should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. One of the great all-time great defensive backs ever. Also, the only man in NFL history to have. And, uh, was that an AFC, AFL championship and a, and, a, and a Super Bowl championship? I do believe. But also as well, he's the one that gave the game plan to the coaches and basically told them what the Colts were going to do. He played for the Colts. So he basically gave the game plan. <laughs> but the reason why I'm giving Johnny Sample a shout-out is because Johnny Sample used to have a sports show on, on uh, radio back on, Black, on um, the black station out of Philadelphia, WHAT. He had a sports show. Then that man was a football mind. Like, he, he broke everything down for you. He broke everything down to you. And another thing is, too, he was very, very pro-black. I mean, he was very, very pro-black. I mean, like with issues and stuff involving black people and issues involving sports, he called a he called races about like the, like 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 the way. I mean, like he made no apologies. I give you an example. There was a there's a sports there's a sports host in Philadelphia right now. I'm not going to name him, but I remember he's on the air and somebody asked him asked him something about him, and he said, he reminds me of a card-carrying member of the KKK. That's what he said about the man. Not only that there, somebody was talking about Michael Jordan. When, when Allen Iverson, remember he did that crossover move on Jordan? Yeah. Well, anyway, well, anyway, I'll never forget Johnny said this. And, then, and people were like, well, you show Michael Jordan more respect than that, I guess, or whatever. And he said, man, I would spit on Michael Jordan if I was me. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, you know, he said, show him with respect. He said, I'm going up against him. Because if I had to, I would spit on him. But, man, <laughs> shout out to Johnny Sample, man. He actually died back in 2005, 2006, somewhere in there. Um, anyway, great football player, great radio host. I learned a lot from him, man. And he doesn't get his just due, but I think he's up for the Hall of Fame this year. Hopefully he gets in, but shout-outs to, to the great Johnny Sample, man, who also was a good friend of Joe Namath as well. So is that your pick, or are you just giving a shout-out? Not just giving him a shout-out. Okay, okay. But you know, yeah, he could be a pick. He was, he was a historic figure in the NFL. So, yeah, Johnny Sample, yeah, I, I am going to put, put, put him there in there. Definitely. Cool, cool. My next pick, I'm going to give props to I'm going to give props to Ed Reed. Ooh, great choice. Quite possibly, quite possibly the greatest safety we've ever seen in the game, period. I would say for our lifetimes, in my opinion, he is the best safety I've ever watched in the NFL in my lifetime. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what couldn't this guy do back there? Career 64 interceptions. He had only six sacks on his career, but you're not asking for too many sacks from a safety. 534, no, 531 combined solo tackles. A combined tackles, solo and assisted tackles, 643. Two touchdowns on his career from fumbles. Seven touchdowns from interceptions. And only, let's count, one. One, two, three. Four of his seasons out of his 11-year career, he played less than 16 games. Only four seasons played less than 16 games. One of the best free, strong safe, free safeties the game has ever seen. Props to Ed Reed. I agree with you, man. Ed Reed's one of the best safeties I ever seen. But I'm going with a player who I think is step for step with him. 
Might even, I might give a slight edge over Ronnie Lott. Yeah, he was a beast. He played not only safety, but could play the corner as well. Yeah. Ronnie Lott was also maybe also one of the hardest hitters ever in NFL history. I, I remember, I remember it was a game, I forgot who they were playing against, but his pinky was dangling. He actually had to cut off his pinky on the sideline. Yep. I remember that. He was tough as nails, tough as they come. Man, definitely one of the best football players ever. Heart and soul of that San Francisco defense. The one, the only, the great Ronnie Lott. Mm-hmm. And for my last pick for this week, I'm going with the legend who, before Brady, was one of the first, well, the first with five Super Bowls. Not championships overall, but five Super Bowls. And that's Charles Haley. Great player. Charles Haley. He played 13 seasons in the league, San Francisco and Dallas. Played 169 games. Had nine interceptions. No, was it intercept? No. Now I'm reading wrong. He had one interception. No, two interceptions in his career. Uh, fumble. He only had one touchdown in the fumbles. Forced fumbles. He's a part of 26. 100 sacks. But most importantly is the fact that, again, he was probably one of the main players on two of the better defenses of their day for the dynasties of their eras in San Francisco and Dallas. So Charles Haley gets props for me this week and my last pick for our NFL 100. Well, I guess, you know what my pick's going to be? I don't think we mentioned this man yet. We usually could have mentioned him number one, Jim Brown. Yeah, we didn't. Oh, we did. No, we, we did? didn't. We didn't. But we we could have. Hell, we no, about Jim we Brown. didn't. No, we didn't forget about him. I just chose not to pick him yet. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I, I just chose pick, not I to pick, pick him yet. Jim Brown, man, he he might go to the top of the list. Average five point two yards a carry. Now you know what? I think we did pick him. Remember one time we were talking about him? And we said he went to the movies and stuff. I ran down the list, and we didn't pick Jim Brown for this list. But okay. We've, we've talked about Jim Brown for for plenty of times on here. Yeah, but I got to add Jim Brown, man. Maybe the greatest, not only the greatest running back in NFL history, but also maybe the greatest football player in NFL history. Definitely way ahead of his time. Average 5.2 yards a carry. I mean, this man was seeing 11-man fronts at times, and you still couldn't stop him. Yeah. He was the Bo Jack. He was the, the closest running back, I would say, physically dominating and looked apart was Bo Jackson. He's the only other running back that physically, I think, could have been Jim Brown. But Jim Brown, man, legend. He also, he went out on his own terms. He was still in his prime, still getting 1,500 yards, and he retired. Mm-hmm. Went on to be a a, a movie star, a movie and star, leg, legendary activist, legendary activist for the community. Also, pre, also preached economics, black businesses, did all that stuff. Regardless of what you got to say about him meeting Trump, I still have no problem with him doing that because his resume speaks volumes to me more than what people tried to say against him just because he went to go have the conversation with Trump about what he could do for black, what, what could be done for black folk. And still to this day, I'm not clear to have seen much, but you know what? Somebody decided to step up and, and, and put in the work to try to get in the man's ear. And again, I, I can't say nothing bad about it because to be honest, somebody should do it, regardless if you support him or not. Somebody should do it. 
and he did it. Nothing came out of it to this day, I would say. But somebody should have did it, and he did it. All right. And that was that for our six for this week on the NFL, on our NFL 100. Mm-hmm. Honoring the league's 100 years on earth. Now we got to get into some messy talk. We're going to keep it football. And in the last part of the conversation, we got to get into this situation going on in Kansas. And we got to talk about two of these, as I'm calling the show, halfway crooks in Antonio Brown and Bill Self. <laughs> the shook answers things halfway crooks. Scared to death, scared to look. They shook. They and shook. some would say Antonio Brown was a little shook. Because, of course, sometimes we get all the news in before the show. Other times like this, the news that breaks comes after the show. Antonio Brown was released by the New England Patriots because there was another woman that came up with alleged uh, derogatory text messages from Antonio Brown uh, to, you know, to, to uh, uh, you know, he was allegedly talking wild, crazy shit via text message to this woman. And the New England Patriots was kind of like, all right, you know what, enough's enough. And again, this is stuff that these text messages are claimed to have been recent as in like a week or so ago when these things happened. But, um, I mean, JP, I mean, I, this guy, this guy's kind of asked for it. And then after he got cut, after he got cut, he decided to say, I'm not playing in the NFL no more. Like, I don't need the NFL no more. Or actually, you know what? I have the tweet. Let me pull it up real quick. Because this dude, I mean, he sounded like he was he was just on. He was on one on this day. And his tweet says, in quote, will not be playing in the NFL anymore. These owners can cancel deals, do whatever they want at any time. We will see if the NFL Players Association hold them accountable, said, said they can just void guarantees anytime going on. 40 mil in two months. We'll see if they pay up. And right now it's reported that he's going after the Patriots for $9 million that was supposed to be guaranteed. Now, I wonder if he has any leg to stand on when it comes to this because he at least played a game for them. So... I don't know what his contract said. I do remember that the contract was very friendly for the Patriots. Where a lot of that money that he was supposed to be paid, if some shit were to go down like this, they pretty much keep most of it. But if he if they are truly on the hook for nine million, I'm interested in seeing how this plays out, JP. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um You know, uh, man, I just don't know, Dan. It's like, I don't know if this guy's going to get his money or not because the history of him and, and what, you know, him throwing Robert Kraft under the bus the other day, he's definitely going to get it from him. You know, Robert Kraft's going to fight that tooth and nail. Yeah. We've seen how he fought the, the, the rubber tub charges tooth and nail. And came out unscathed. <laughs> yeah, how about it? Right. As they say, as Shannon said, this guy that there dry snitching. He dry snitching with everybody. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> they calling him uh, Antonio 6'9". <laughs> but, um, man, Antonio Brown, man, I just hope he's messed up. He had a legendary career up until this point, man. Yeah. And what's crazy still... I'm going to repeat what I said last week. It's still interesting, yet crazy, that none of this stuff has come out while he was a Pittsburgh Steeler. I would like to know why. I, I, I would honestly would like to know why. And then again, back to the, the woman in the text messages thing, this woman added her two cents into the thing, and she too isn't pressing charges. But now there's alleged word that the Allegheny police might press put charges up on him. I don't know. It's just allegations and speculations right now. 
I don't know. I will say salute to Antonio Brown uh, going back to college and going to finish his degree at uh, Central Michigan, the, the, the college he came from. So big ups to him on that. But NFL-wise, man, this dude is a mess, JP. This dude is a mess. Like, it's just countless shit that he went through just this offseason to get cut before the third game of the year. And you're not playing for nobody. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And and I seen when looking when looking him up before the show that his 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 agent says that and his Drew Rosenhaus, it says that uh Antonio isn't done and would like to seek coming back into the league. So I, I, I want to see how this plays out. I mean, and then let's think about it. If anybody gives him a chance, who do you think could give him a chance? Me personally, I don't think anybody gives him a chance, to be honest with you. But do, do you think anybody would, would or should give him a chance? If I put it to you this way, the talent he has, somebody's going to give him a chance. I don't think it's going to be this year. But next year, somebody will definitely give him a chance. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely not this season. It's a wrap for him this season. This season, he could just get whatever whatever he was told. I hope he saved enough money. I, I heard he was good with his money like that. And, you know, if he had to walk away from the game, he'd be all right. Right. But, uh, yeah, man. I mean, he also, I think we, I forgot, I think we forgot to talk about it, but he also got dropped by Nike. And Nike, the day that the scandal hit Nike at the time, was supposed to release his shoe, which everybody was just like, whoa, that's a dumbass idea for Nike to do. But then Nike reacted real quick and cut him. Cut him real quick. (laughs) And it's just like, yeah, we're not, we're not dealing with that scandal. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is, man. Antonio Brown has been a mess this season. And, I mean, now he's at the point where there's no defending him, not one bit. Not one bit. I tried on the football sense of things because I I understood him on the helmet issue. Mm -hmm. The foot issue was a freak accident that was out of his control. Well, it was in his control if he remembered to wear the right shoes. But he didn't, and it became a freak accident. So I'm not really blaming him on that because shit happens. Injuries happen like that. But damn it, man. What a mess. What a mess it made. Now. Yeah. Final segment we got to talk about. Final thing. Kansas. Kansas basketball hit with major NCAA violation charges stemming from the FBI probe. This one, JP, I don't know if you've been following this one as a, as a, but let me read this. This is from, this is from uh, CBS Sports. Just read a quick paragraph. The Kansas basketball program received a notice of allegations from the NCAA Monday detailing multiple violations. The University of Kansas confirmed. Kansas is accused of committing three level one violations, the most severe in the NCAA rulebook. A responsibility charge is also being levied against Hall of Fame coach Bill Self, and KU is also charged with lack of institutional control. Now, they're saying that a lot of this was stemmed from, it it, it, it rang the, the ear of the FBI because of the deal with Adidas. And there's claims that the, uh, that, that the Adidas deal was... There was supposedly a $90,000, allegedly, that was supposed to kind of be funneled through this deal to uh, that was supposed to go to a player. Ah, this is, I, this is one of them situations, JP, where I believe if the FBI is in on this thing and they're coming down levying these, uh, these things against you, I don't think they just throw these things out the window. And let's see what sticks. I think they pull these things out when they got something. I think they might have something here, JP. 
Feds are getting involved. They say they smoke this fire. This is the truth. Uh, this so is yeah, this, this, this could be huge and man, who knows what could happen, you know, with this situation in Kansas. Yeah, and I mean what do you th- what do you feel about Bill Self being pulled all into this, man? It's it's it, it has to do with his recruits, has to do with uh, you know, uh, again, the Nike deal. I think it was like a hundred and eighty million deal million dollar deal over fourteen years. And I mean, hey, this is college sports. This is the NCAA. A lot of crooked shit has always went down with the NCAA. And this, oh, just, yeah. this just seems to be another one. But how, how do you think Bill Self comes out of this one? He said the NCAA allegations create a false narrative on the Kansas basketball program. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he's going to definitely say it's false. And word is, is Kansas is going to fight this tooth and nail. But again, I don't, I don't think these things come down without, you know, without some truth behind it. Mm-hmm. So let's see how Kansas fights this. But like they said, for now, both of these cats going to be shook. Because ain't no such yes. thing as halfway crooks. Nah. Uh, uh, could be, brother. Repeat that because you broke up. I said it could be. It could be. And I like Bill Self. Bill Self, I think, is a hell of a coach. Yeah. He knows how to develop players, buy cows. I always say Cal Perry is the best at developing you for the for the NBA. Right. Bill Self is up there as well, man. And uh, Bill, I like Bill Self, man. So I hope everything turns to be okay. But uh, and, you know, not to get on a political thing, so to speak. But I think, the, and I think the FBI has more pressing issues to worry about besides who's taking money or alleged money. You said who's taking more? Who's taking money in college basketball, right? Yeah, instead of investigating that, they got more pressing matters. I think that should be addressed. Like, for instance, the uh, security of the, of the country. Right. But see, this is why the FBI has multiple uh, divisions. Oh, I know that. I know that. But <laughs> I'm just saying, though, I think the resources should be going into something else, especially when you have the orange clown down there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, know, I get it. I get it. I get it. But that's why, like I just said, that's why the FBI has multiple divisions to handle certain things. Yeah. This just happens to be one of them. But, yeah. oh well for them. It's the end of the show, JP. You know what to do. Hey, man. Shouts out to you, of course, the mayor. Of course. Shouts out to, uh, oh, hold on. We got, I got to do two special shout outs before I forget. Both, both monumental things happened this week. Number one, shout outs to. Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory, dropped 28 years ago yesterday. Oh, yeah. I remember Dan, I remember I heard Check the Rhyme. It was dope. I said, man, this is my cut right here. I said, yeah, it's real. Gotta do, you know, I was going to buy it anyway because the first album was ridiculous in my opinion. It was a classic too. So I said, Check the Rhyme is dope. But when I heard Butter, bruh, I went to the record store the next day. With Fife Butter was that joint. 1988, senior year, Garvey Eye. We're the guys with corny, but the girls are mad fly. Man, that album right there, what he said, you want to be treated right? See, Father MC. I right. check Ralph Stress, man, for sensitivity, man. Yo, <laughs> that time period, I thought Fife was a top five MC in that time period, just off the low end theory alone. Yeah. But I just want to give a special shout out to the low end theory. Thank you, Q Tip. Ali Shaheed Mahabi. I mean, I mean Bobby. What are you talking about? Bobby? <laughs> Ali, Ali Shaheed Mohammed, Q Tip, Fife, and, and also Jerobi. Man, you guys, life changing album, man. Life changing album. Rest in peace, of course, to Fife, man. Yep. Definitely. You made that album. That was Fife's album, brother. Yep, rest in peace, Fife. And the other album, 
Got to talk about life-changing, top five hip-hop album to me of all time, too. Illa Duff, Half-Life by the Roots. Man, the best album the Roots ever made, in my opinion. And they've had some classics. That's, a, deba- that's a debatable one, but we're not going to go there. Oh, no, no, no. But, but it is, it's me, a legendary my, album. It's in my personal top five favorites of all time. And I don't give a damn what Gladstone says about the Roots. <laughs> about the albums and stuff. He's out of his damn mind. We're going to that brother one here one day, too. We're going to talk about that one shout day. Out, shout but, out to the brother. Oh, yeah, man. Definitely great, great brother. I hope he listens to this show. I'll make sure we tag him personally so he can listen to this where I get him right. Rip him at the end of the show. But, but nah, I'm not ripping my brother. But you don't have to get on him about it. But, but man, nah, the Philadelphia Half Life was an incredible album, man. Definitely. Definitely. Incredible album. Definitely. Yeah. But um, that's about it. That's it for my shout outs this week, bro. And then, you know what I always say to do? The StarfireShow.com. Big ups to Dingo Dance, as always. Check out his page too, man. You get you get to hear a little voiceover advertisement, voiced over by your boy for Dingo Dance Beard Oil. Shout outs to them. And as I said on the Instagram, this is what we do for our people who sponsor us, man. You could get stuff like this from us. Voiceovers, advertising, right on the show. We could give away your product. All that good stuff. Big ups to Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. They're going to be our next sponsor. Coming soon, we're going to have another giveaway. We'll announce how we're going to do that. I think we talked about what he wants to do. Might be another trivia contest. Might be something else. Well, let's just stay tuned and check that out. Big ups, J1Con coming soon. It's almost a month away, y'all. Definitely come through. Blackfinity Gauntlet's going to be rocking. Yes. We got the head nerds in charge. They're going to be there. We got our boy Seven the Panther with Panther Politics. He's going to be there. Beat Sneaks and Rhymes, Simone Arabia and Fever. They're going to be there. The Random Ramblers, <laughs> Random Ramblers with Rob. My man Rob. B Rob is coming through. The Blacklisted Podcast. The Gobble Podcast with my man's Ramon and Nick. It's going to be dope, y'all. Y'all better make it out. Tickets are cheap for the two two day passes. And if you're a cosplayer and you enter the cosplay competition, this year the winner of Best in Show at the cosplay competition is gonna win a trip to J1 Con that's going down in Jamaica next year. Yeah, I said that right. J1 Con is mm. gonna be in Jamaica next year. Does that mean you're going to take a trip down there next year? Oh, yeah. I told Jason to get me the dates as soon as possible so I could put my vacations for that time, man. For sure, man. So definitely, I want to be at J1Con this year for sure. And with that being said, for JP, this your boy, the mayor. We say peace, and we'll see y'all on the next one.